Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Paranormal Hotline. Paranormal Hotline is your weekly dose of weirdness beamed directly into your brain. We do not know what the recommended dosage is. Every week on Paranormal Hotline, we ask questions like, what is that shadow and how can it still be there when I'm in the dark? How do they keep all the cats that power the internet fed? And where are all the baby pigeons? That is Kaylee and I am Oshin. Is one or both of us a ghost? Maybe, I don't know. Hello. I've never seen a baby pigeon now that you mention it. Not that I know of. Uh-huh. Did they just come out that full size? The real question, though, I figured in, in my years of researching this and, and thinking about it there, what if they're all the baby pigeons and there is some oh. mother pigeon? Yeah. You know, like an alien or something. Like when they get big enough, they go somewhere else. Hmm. Um, so this week on the podcast, guys, we're going to go over another Tales from the Hotline. So we're going to go through all the messages that you guys have been sending us in which is always so much fun some of these stories are really really cool and just remember if you have any of your own stories that you want us to read out in the podcast send them in to us because we love reading them some of them get sent to the spam so by the end of the month i usually check the spam folder and there's 10 people who've been possessed that needed our help immediately <laughs> sorry <laughs> that about have that been <laughs> possessed for a month yeah so we're gonna get into the first few stories so this one is a sleep paralysis story or is it a sleep paralysis story? Dun dun dun! Ta-da-da. And this one was sent into the email. I've seen so many stories of people being able to leave their bodies when they sleep. Kind of insidious. I had a terrifying experience with it. I went to bed as usual that night, and I laid down with my back on the bed, and I remember falling asleep fairly quickly. At the time, my room had old vintage flower wallpaper, and I remember slowly opening my eyes, almost drowsy and the flowers started swirling, almost forming words. Then I got up and I felt super weird. As soon as I turned around, I saw myself sleeping. I did not dare to look around. I've seen so many stories and I know there's supposed to be a man or figure with you and I didn't look around. Clever move, clever move. Yeah, I I wouldn't look around either. No. I immediately started to attempt to run to my sister's bedroom, which was across the hall and I opened the door and everything went pitch black. I fell to the ground and I got the door open and when I went to grab my sister's door on all fours because I couldn't see, I woke up gasping for air. It felt like I was stuck for hours but I was asleep for 35 minutes. Happens to me when I take a nap. Oh yeah. Feels like it's been hours but it's been like 10 minutes. It always is kind of that extreme though. Yeah, it is. You never get like a halfway house. No. It's either you've (laughs) slept for ages and it feels like nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you just have like, oh, I'll just close my eyes and you wake up and it's hours later. I've never seen myself outside of a camera or mirror perspective, and seeing yourself with your own eyes leaves you almost paralyzed. I don't know if it was a freak thing, but since then, I've only had one time where it's happened, and I kept my eyes closed the whole time. It was definitely terrifying to me because I live a relaxing life, and nothing really happens to me. I just want to know if there's anyone else who can explain these experiences better, so I want to share my story that still haunts me. That's from Sandra, and she said, by the way, love your podcast. Thank you, Sandra. That's really nice. That's really nice, Sandra, too. Thank you. This like exact same thing has happened to somebody in my family as well. I remember oh. like somebody who was like not into paranormal stuff at all told me that they woke up and it was like they were floating over their own bed. And the way they described it is like they almost fell forward, but they didn't oh. hit the ground. They kind of like float. Like you know when you're swimming and you die. Yeah, yeah. You kind of go down, then you kind of come back up again. 
So that kind of thing happened. So they kind of like fell forward and then came back up. And when they looked at the bed, they were still sleeping in the bed. Like they're hovering over it sort of thing. Yeah, like they were in the corner of the room now because like they fell fell off the top of the bed, say. They kind of floated up into the corner and then saw themselves still asleep in the bed, which is really freaky. That is. I hadn't seen the film Insidious. Is, is that what happens in Insidious? Yeah, so it's an old enough movie now, so I don't feel bad for spoiling it. But if anybody is listening and doesn't want spoilers for Insidious, yeah, in that movie, what happens is the kid um, leaves his body in his dreams. He doesn't know it's um, he's actually leaving his body, like his spirit is leaving his mm. body. He thinks it's just a dream. And he ends up getting kidnapped by like these ghosts and he never wakes up. And that's kind of what is happens Insidious in Insidious. Is the one with Tiny Tim? Yeah, it is. Oh, it's well, a maybe really I good movie. It. I have seen it. I have seen it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what happens in Insidious, and I don't know if that like the idea of that is terrifying that you could leave your body and never come back to it, you know? Yeah, not a fan of that. And like it's accidentally as well. Like you wouldn't realize you're not, you wouldn't realize you're doing it. You just leave because you're you're. It's like you're dreaming. It doesn't feel real. Yeah. And then suddenly you just don't wake up, you know? So yeah. if you can avoid it, I would avoid it <laughs> just for the sake of precaution. Yeah, never sleep sure again. That- just never sleep again. <laughs> I, just I'm, like in uh, just no, like Nightmare on Elm Street. Just never sleep again. You know. Uh, we are not licensed professionals. Definitely get a good, healthy sleep. Can you be a licensed professional for sleeping? Absolutely. For oh, sleeping, for paranormal. Yeah. I don't know. For paranormal sleeping. Depends who's giving out the license. Fair, Put that down fair. as a note. We need to. We need to get on that. I accidentally gave myself sleep paralysis one time. How did you do that? Well, I, there was a technique of like entering lucid dreams, and, and you uh, did it. Well, I never got to the lucid dream bit, but I managed to, like, get my, my body asleep, put my brain awake. Right. And it took a lot of effort to, like, actually kind of, like, move again. That's terrifying. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, what did you really do to weird. do that, though? Um, Out of curiosity. So I was laying there in, in a somewhat comfy manner. And in my head, you know, I, I let myself calm down a lot. And I did the whole, like, you know, where you use your imagination to feel from top to toe and, you know, say goodnight to your body. And, right. And... Uh, while I was laying there then I, I just kept my head awake on like a single thought of I cannot fall asleep but while I was doing that I was also feeling the rest like actively letting my you know my body sink and letting feeling it go to sleep and like yeah. eventually you get this thing of like scratches and tingles oh. and that's your body checking that yeah, it's yeah. asleep um, that's so weird man and then essentially it puts your you into like safe mode where your muscles don't work so you can dream by all accounts you're meant to start getting hallucinations and then yeah, like yeah. you close your eyes or you don't close your eyes but like you can properly if you open your eyes you'll be dreaming um, terrifying I never don't like that, that at all yeah it spooks um, me out it sounds spooks like um, you know when magicians like put people into a, a kind of a trance they kind of make their whole their body really relaxed and kind of like yeah. I don't know yeah, that whole I can't deal with that kind of stuff <laughs> it just freaks me out. I wouldn't be able to do that. Like what you did, I wouldn't be able to. I'd start panicking immediately and I would immediately see that man and he tried to steal my soul <laughs> through my kneecaps or something. Yep, yep. So, Friends, if you're enjoying the podcast, you can help it out. We have Patreon up and running and that is a thing you can do and it helps us directly. A little goes a long way and for the price of a pint or a coffee, you can get access to our Discord where we're always chatting and posting additional spooky things. That's at patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline. You can also help us out for free by rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. It doesn't take long and it does go a long way to help. You can follow us on Spotify and that'll help us and make your life easier. We are also on Twitter where you can follow for to stay up to date and see other spooky things we post. That's at paranormal HL. Moving on from sleep paralysis... This one enters the realm of UAPs. This story happened last week. 
have been going down the rabbit hole of finding out exactly who Jesus was, which started at the start of the pandemic and has led me to your podcast. That is the best opening I've had in an email in a long time. (laughs) It's so good. I was raised Catholic and went to Catholic school. Like some Catholics, the Bible has never made sense to me and I pulled away from the church and stopped going altogether. As I have started to get closer to what Foo Fighters were, glowing orbs and other strange floating objects, I started to have many synchronicities start to happen in my life. My uncles have seen the Foo Fighters next to their planes, as did my grandpa, who was in World War II. People would bring up conversation stuff. I've listened to that day or the day prior. It was happening so much, I was trying to figure out what it all meant or what they were trying to tell me. I settled on them letting me know I was on the right path. This was going on for about two weeks. Then, after listening to Truth Seeker podcast on the subject of asking them to contact us just by asking, uh, by just asking, I did that. I asked them to contact me. I wanted something that I would definitely prove they were listening and that I was on the right path. So one night, I went to bed and I remembered the pattern on the ceiling that was being cast from the window and my power strip, which I put a pair of shorts over so it didn't keep me from sleeping as it was a bright LED light. The pattern was a rectangle. That night, I woke up with a light in my eyes, moving around like a child with a flashlight. As I woke up with the light, I felt like I was being shocked all over my body with a 9-volt battery. I couldn't move. I could look around with just my eyes and I couldn't tell if when I closed my eyes, that ball of light was in a dream or actually there. As I kept looking at the light more carefully, I could see that there was a dark center to it, a floating fuzzy donut light. I had closed my eyes and opened them many times and I remembered thinking of how real it felt. I couldn't tell if it was a dream or real. It felt real because the details of the room when I opened my eyes were way too vivid and I couldn't control the dream. I could feel my bed and sheets, physical objects. I was very scared, so much so that I actually told my wife that all this was happening and she told me to lay off the UAP, alien podcast and YouTube video research. I did for a few days, but I just couldn't shake all of the weird stuff that's been happening. I have stumbled across your podcast in search of answers. I've been listening to your podcast and going back as far as I can listen. Feel free to share my story and ask for others that have experience in contacting them or asking what the next step that wouldn't be as scary if possible. What do you make of that, Kaylee? I feel like there's a reoccurring theme with all these stories that I would not be in your position and I wouldn't put myself in the position. <laughs> no. Um, it's not something that I would consider doing. Um, but I did read out, reach out to somebody who knows more about this topic to try and help you. I know you sent this email in a while ago, but hopefully you're listening. This CE5 session. This uses a lot of mechanics of magic to engage with UAPs. So here is the general advice that was given to us. Number one, for all things touching on this stuff western medicine first be mentally healthy first then dig into the high strangest and this is the bit that i agree with the most i think Mm -hmm. even if you're going into whether you're going into uap paranormal ghost stuff uh like if you have a if you have a poltergeist in your house i think the best thing that you can do is go to a therapist and i don't mean that in a sense of there's definitely no ghost there if you are mentally in a good place you have more of a chance like you just do you're if you're somebody who's depressed or you know if you're going through something you're not going to be in a good place regardless so always get your mental health sorted before you, if, if it's accessible to you i know it's not always accessible to everybody but just try and work on that first at number two commit to never inviting anything into yourself So say no to possession or giving yourself over to anything. So whether it's a UAP or a ghost, again, just don't open your body to that kind of stuff. Okay, I've already failed this. 
You did fail. This is like the first thing that you did when we went paranormal investigating. You just like opened your soul. But to be fair, we did do a grounding beforehand so that nothing could latch itself onto you. So that That's fair. <laughs> you're a smelly cheese, but you've got a wax coating, so you're all good. <laughs> Number three, find a quiet place and face your thoughts and emotions. Feel what you have been avoiding. No shame in failing this step. It is a process. Just try. So this is all just advice as well, but to find a quiet place and kind of think about what's going on, like really just process your thoughts. Uh, number four is to meditate with a deep focus on your breathing. Breathing. And number five is just to listen. So just kind of pay attention to what's happening around you. These are all pretty good, I would say, advice. But it's just, it's good um, mindfulness practice to just yeah. pay attention I'm, to what's going on with yourself. I think that that's good, even if you're not like, you know, searching for, for extraterrestrial or weirdness yeah it's good advice uh, if, you, if you can med- if you're the kind of person that can meditate you probably should good yes for you. absolutely if you can if you can find the time or if you if you're somebody that's who in just general. can practice it yeah i'm not very good at it myself i probably should just practice it more it is just a case of practicing it but the, the advice continues so in general if anyone tries to charge you for a ce5 session if they try to tell you it's 100 safe or that all entities are the same and have the same intentions politely find somebody else which is good advice but just just watch out for that pretty much there is apps that you can get that are kind of guided meditations that are supposed to be pretty helpful those can help you yeah be very careful with this kind of stuff um don't just dive into the deep end don't offer yourself up to a uap especially a like yeah or a ghost or don't offer yourself up to anything <laughs> seriously like <laughs> this is how you get your organs trafficked um but that's just general kind of advice um Usually you can seek out somebody who can help you personally. Are you ready to move on to the next story? Yes. Uh, This one is bloody terrifying. I did not like this one and it would terrify the life out of me if it was me. So this one is about a creature. So we've had a good selection here. We've had ghosts, UAP and creature stories. This is the obligatory creature feature. Yes. This story is just called The Red Woman. Hi Kaylee and sorry if I misspelled Oshian. I mean, uh, 6 out of 10, that's a high score. It's actually pretty close. It's a pretty close spelling of your name. It's They tried. It's good phonetically, yeah. I appreciate it. I love your podcast and it has been super fun so far. My story is called The Red Woman. And I'm extremely sorry if none of this makes sense. I was about 10 at the time and had just gotten to sleep. Out of the blue, I started to get a massive headache and an extreme loud sound of ringing in my ears. I woke up startled and looked around my room and then the window. I looked outside and saw a woman-like creature outside my window. It had no face and red skin, and an almost demonic presence. And as children do, I sat there, scared shitless as it watched me for what seemed like an eternity, before it cocked its head to the side and disappeared. This kept happening for a week before I finally got the courage to tell it to go away. And it finally did, just like that, gone. I still think about it today, and I'm glad to get it out. But what I feel the scariest feeling is, is that my bedroom was on the second floor. That's it. That's the twist. (laughs) Thank you for reading this. I hope you guys have a wonderful and spooky day slash night. Can you imagine, right? Just picture this for a second. It's got long legs. (laughs) Like really long legs. Which is worse, long legs or a really long neck? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't describe his shoulders or anything, so oh, I don't know yeah. if it was just a head. Oh, well, I, I think if it was just a head, it, it would have just been a head. Yeah, the long legs are worse, I think. <laughs> I'm having a wonderfully spooky night now. The red skin as well. Like I, I'm yeah. picturing like uh, blood-soaked skin, kind of, but with yeah. no face. Like, what? There, there's that bit in, in Crimson Peak 
If you've ever seen that film. Uh, there's a load of red mud anyway, and there's this ghost that's like dripping in red mud. Ugh, I don't like that. It's very cool. Um, the thing I like about this, though, is it kind of emphasizes that if you just tell a ghost to go away, and this yeah. kind of goes on the last point that we made, that if you're just in a mentally good place, you can just Keep be like, piss off, ghost. <laughs> and then the ghost will have to piss off. Piss off, ghost. You just be like, piss off, ghost. Yeah. And what are they going to do about it? What are they going to do? Uh, we don't know. But they might go away. More often than not, I think they go away. But yeah, that was an absolutely terrifying story. I don't like that. Uh, no, don't the like no that face at all. either. I hate when I hate when ghosts don't have a face. Or you know what's worse? You know what absolutely terrifies me? Uh, when ghosts like don't fully appear. So when you see like a ghost's head or like a ghost's torso or even just the legs and not the rest of the ghost, I just hate that. I don't know why they do that. It terrifies me. I'm so scared of seeing like a disembodied head floating around. <laughs> Oh, that would yeah. be my absolute nightmare. <laughs> what if, like, it attaches itself? Like, you know, he has both bits with him. I pictured it more like that, you know, it can't manifest, doesn't got the energy oh, to yeah, manifest yeah. the whole body, so it just kind of manifests a bit of it, and it's just like, you either just see legs or a head. Like, I've heard so many people <laughs> yeah, say yeah. they've just seen a pair of legs walking down the stairs, you know? That's worse <laughs> than the whole body. <laughs> it's worse. Yeah, it definitely is. But uh, I'm just thinking, like, I have... I have a skylight on my room. Oh. But it's like it's a slanted roof with a skylight on it. I'm just picturing this this ghost thing with its long legs just like standing and bending <laughs> over it. No. Like I, I'm scared to check behind me right now, you know? <laughs> like uh, like siren head. Just like. Yeah, yeah. Continuing with our theme of dreams and, and sleeping. This one is dreams and featuring houses. Hello. Just wanted to tell you both a kind of spooky story from my childhood slash teenage years. Back when I was about six or seven years old, I used to have recurring nightmares. The context of the dreams were always different, but they always took place in the same house. The one I remember most was quite possibly mo mo the most frightening. I was lured into the dream by voices. When I get in the house, the door would lock and there would be clear body bags with bodies in them all over the house. And they were talking. I can't remember what they were saying, but it was not good. J Jesus, Kaylee, none of that is good. <laughs> It's just like nightmare stuff. Like. It's like one person's nightmares are my nightmares now. These dreams stopped within the year and I kind of forgot about them till I was about 16 years old. I was in the car with my dad and we were having a discussion about dreams and those recurring nightmares came up. When I started describing the house, my dad got real quiet and told me he was going to take a quick detour. We hit a certain road and I saw it, the house from my nightmares, and I pointed it out to him. He told me that it was the house my grandparents lived in and moved out of before I was ever born. I've never seen the house and there are no pictures of the outside of it. That's it. I just thought it was really freaky when it happened. Yes, it is very freaky. Very Incredibly freaky. Incredibly freaky. Like really freaky. Well, I'm going to try my best not to dream that same dream. Yeah, that's totally fair. It kind of reminds me of the haunting in Connecticut right. where, have you ever heard that story? I don't think I have. It really happened. There was a kid who had cancer and we might cover it in an episode at some stage because it's really interesting. He, they moved closer to the clinic in Connecticut so that he could be closer to where he was getting his treatment so he didn't have to travel back and forth. And the house that they moved into was previously a morgue. Oh. Everyone in the house, like the kids and the guy who was suffering with cancer were seeing all these terrifying bodies and I, I can't remember if it was part of the, just part of the movie or if it actually happened but they found like a box full of eyelids uh, um, but there was eyelids. actually bo bodies somewhere on the property as well but yeah really terrifying movie there was like in the movie anyway there's like bodies coming out of the wall oh really really creepy I need to actually yeah I think an episode on that would be really good these stories are 
absolutely petrifying. There are so many of them that we just didn't get a chance to get to. If you have any stories of your own, send them in to us through the email at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com or you can send us a message on Twitter as well at paranormalhl. We don't generally tend to give out advice. I know we gave out advice in this episode. Take it with a pain, pinch of salt. Like, we're not experts in any of this stuff, so don't go... I'd get a hefty spoon of salt now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if it was coming from me anyway. Yeah, exactly. None of Neither of us are uh, particularly experts in paranormal psychology, no. magic, or anything like that. So I know a lot about cryptids. I don't know a lot about protecting myself from ghosts. Um, so just take it all with a pinch of salt. If you like the podcast, suggest us to your friends and family. We would appreciate that. Thank you all for tuning in out there. And we'll see you folks next week. Bye. Bye-bye.